Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Beyond the Math, the weekly episode of podcast where we bring you the latest in news, reviews, rumors, and all the buzzings going on in the world of professional wrestling. I am your host, as always, DM, and I am joined by Alex. Howdy. We didn't do a show last week because, well, it was the 4th of July, and all weekend I was super busy, so there was just no way in hell I was going to come all the way down from half the state to uh, to a podcast, and I didn't bring my laptop, so I was fucked. Um, but 4th of July is over. Uh, people died. We'll get into that in a second. Pokemon Go came out. We'll get to that in a second. Alex, how's your week been? Uh, it's been, this it's been, been all right. This has been one of those weeks where everything has happened. <laughs> so, um, And you coming I, uh, from Texas, which is kind of a focal point of where... Something happened. Oh, yeah. I I hadn't even thought about world events just now. I was thinking about shit I did. Uh, man, there's just... And not even including the most recent Dallas shooting. Prior to that, we had, like, a third terrorist attack. And, and I'm not saying the Dallas shooting was a terrorist attack, uh, but... Uh, but yeah, prior to that, there were three shooting or three terrorist attacks in like th- in two months. It's like wow, and uh, and then Dallas, there was a. Uh, I, I don't think Obama helped uh, that day because this happened uh, the early morning, about uh, around one o'clock in Dallas. Uh, and that very same day, um, or not very, the, the day before, uh, Obama got on and he, he kind of stirred the pot a little. Like, I mean, Obama's a black guy, 
and he's and he starts talking about you know uh, how all these black people are in prison and black people are getting arrested and this and that and just kind of I mean regardless of how you feel about that or the or whatever I mean he was just he wasn't helping as uh, to bring that up and then there's a shooting from a guy who says he doesn't like white people and he doesn't like the whole all this and that and saying, you know, he's, he's like Black Lives Matter and he wanted to, and he hates cops and he wanted to kill all the cops and all, a bunch of cops got shot, a bunch injured, a bunch killed. So it was like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not like blaming Obama or anything. I'm just saying he, I mean, that's, you just shouldn't say stuff like that as president, I don't think, because you're just kind of stirring people up to do things and, I mean, not that they're connected, though. I mean, they could it could have been a completely. The guy may have not even seen the speech. So, but yeah, there was a shooting in Dallas. Uh, guy had an uh, like a semi-automatic, uh, some kind of rifle. I'm guessing because they said he was sniping people, and the cops showed up, and he just shot like I want to say he killed five cops and injured five other ones, and then. Uh, yeah, world's been going crazy. Um, other than that, uh, the only thing I've done was I rebought Arkham Knight and have been finishing up the uh, stuff I didn't do after I beat the game, like the extra stuff. Yeah, have, have fun with that. I'm not. I'm not doing the Riddler stuff. That's uh, yeah. Fuck that. I'm, I'm doing all the rest. Anyway, yeah, that's uh yeah, th- that's one topic of discussion that I have been hit with all week is not Batman Arkham Knight. Um is this whole shooting thing that happened. Uh Black Lives Matter and all this bullshit. I'm going to just say this right now and if I lose subscribers, I don't care. Black lives do not matter. White lives do not matter. Yellow lives don't matter. Green lives don't matter. Fish lives, dog lives, cat lives, all lives don't matter. What matters is that we all treat each other with respect and fucking dignity. This is absolutely fucking insane. Three black people, was it three or five? Or uh, was it two? Uh, uh, what, what's the question? The, the question is, we had a couple of black people get shot by cops, and now everyone is shooting cops. Oh, I, I don't... I don't know the full story on who the cops shot because I mean this that was a little bit earlier and uh, in the week uh, I am so sick and tired of all of this Black Lives Matter bullshit. I am so sick and tired of this whole whitewashing bullshit. Stop it! If you people are buying into this hype, just jump off a bridge and end your life now because this is fucking stupid. This is absolutely fucking stupid. I don't care if you're black, I don't care if you're white, I don't care if you're orange, if you're yellow. You break the law, you break the fucking law, alright? That's just the way it fucking works. Not, It's not Hannah Robbie's code here. What the fuck is wrong with people, man? This is and, absolutely I mean, it's, it's insane. Not say, it's not to say that, you know, once upon a time, cops didn't take advantage, some cops, a few cops, didn't take advantage of their job. And it's not to say that that doesn't occasionally still happen, but that doesn't mean you should go kill cops. I mean, I would say the vast majority of the police are 
good people and they do their job because they want to protect people. I'm sure they do. They, they don't deserve to be shot because somebody was pissed. I know. It's Again, it's one black person gets shot and every single black person in the world is like, we got to kill people. And then, you know, a hundred white people get shot and no one says anything. But if they're gay, you know, then it's it's... It's this world is so fucked up, you know. Priorities, people. You know, it was is police brutality a problem? Yes, I'm sure it is. But you know, if we throw up arms for every person that gets killed, you know, we'll be here for fucking ever. So, if you guys are all into this Black Lives Matter stuff, you're missing the fucking point. And I'm sure some of our world leaders who fought for peace are rolling in their grave and probably arming themselves to off themselves in purgatory. Ah, uh, the second thing that happened: uh, Hillary Clinton is not going to be indicted. Fucking deal with it. Um, Donald Trump is still a racist, and uh, Pokemon Go came out. Do you have Pokemon Go? Uh, no, I I haven't. Um, Are you going to get Pokemon Go? I don't. I don't. I haven't played Pokemon since the first generation. Nah, that would be the same here. Uh, I mean, I know that Pokemon can be incredibly addictive, but uh, I yes. haven't even. I I haven't even touched it. I mean, I, all my friends play it. But I asked this question and not one person can answer this for me. Is this just a fancy pedometer? Uh, a what? A fancy pedometer? Step counter? Oh, because um... I was thinking about it. I says, well, you have to take your mobile phone and you have to go outside and walk and then you find Pokemon. Is that really how it works? Because if you really think about it, if you go to the grass, you should find grass type. If you go to water, you should find water type. I think that's how it works. Etc. Etc. But what's stopping you from going to a toilet, or filling up a bathtub, <laughs> or you know what I mean? What's stopping you from doing that? So if that's not how it works, and you actually have to go outside, not every region in the world has grass, like Egypt. Um, Japan is covered with water, so they're going to get all the water types. What about Montana that just has dirt? Uh, you know what I mean? So how do you catch a grass type if you live, like, in Hawaii, you know, when there's not enough fucking water around you? How do you get fire type? Just come to Arizona. You know what I mean? What do you do in Antarctica where there's nothing but fucking snow? So how do you find your other Pokemon? Is this just a fancy step counter that when you hit, let's say, 200 steps, you have the opportunity to find an Articuno, and it just so happens to be sitting on my couch? I don't know, but uh, uh, if I'm wrong, please tell me. Nintendo's genius. No, Nintendo's extremely genius. They're extremely genius. I looked at it and went, this is a fucking step counter. That is all this is. A fancy pedometer that rewards you with Pokemon. I feel like every time somebody says um, Nintendo is doomed, they just do something like this and, and make mad dosh. Just get <laughs> like every time something somebody's like every time you say that anytime somebody says Nintendo is doomed they put out an they're like wait I just got an idea somebody must be talking shit about us and they get that idea and then they go use it and they make money because mm, you know the execs in Nintendo are all stupid American we get them off their asses now have them play our game forever stupid American fucks. I personally think that every box of Pokemon, every box, 
is laced with a small trail of cocaine. <laughs> and all you need is just that fix. Somehow the Japs are able to infuse cocaine in their boxes, and once you open it up, you get that whiff. You don't even know it's there, but it's in your system, and you have to play Pokemon for the rest of your life. I'm telling you. Absolutely insane. So those of you that have Pokemon Go, enjoy it while you can. When you figure out and realize it's actually a pedometer, you might feel a little bit cheated. Uh, and I would say let's talk about E3, but we did that last time. Nothing really happened. Nothing really has happened. Um, has anything else happened in the world that we should know about? Uh, no, you mentioned the Hillary and... Yeah, the FBI looked into her emails and all that stuff, and they said, "Yeah, no, she's fine." So, curious. I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't exactly happy about that, but I mean, whatever. That's that's the way of the world, I guess. Uh, yeah, and, it, uh, it is what it is. So, with that being said, why don't we get into and believe me, there's plenty of the news. Oh, by the way, before we do that, how was your Fourth of July? Oh, uh, well, I watched Raw, so, uh, and we, I think we had, no, we were gonna have something good to eat, but, like, I think Dad got, like, tired, and then got drunk, and then he went to bed, so we ended up, like, going out to get something, and I don't even remember what it was, it could have been, it, it, it may not have been patriotic at all, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember what we ate, it may have been Whataburger or something, uh, do y'all have a Do y'all have Whataburger? Up oh yeah, we do. We got a Whataburger. We oh, have just Whataburger about every, we, we just have everything out here except Carvel. Uh, but yeah, I watched the hilarious Raw that it was, and that was, and we heard fireworks all night. That was it. Yeah, that's what we, we heard. Dogs too. up the wall. Yeah, I didn't catch Raw until Tuesday, and um, I don't want to say I'm glad I missed it live, but. I can sum this up in three words. Monday Night Raw was America. I can sum Fuck it up yeah. in three letters. USA. Pretty much. That was Raw. Um, there were bits in there, but if it's pretty much USA. That's pretty much it. How do we get into the news of the week? And this news is all sorts of jumbled up and everything, but I'm going to do it in the best order I can. But WWE Hall of Famer Brett the Hitman Hart went off on Triple H on the latest edition of the Sharpshooter podcast on Brett Hart's radio. His rant, well, his rant went down while Brett discussed the 2K16 with his sons, Blade and Dallas. He says, I like the new one. can have some discrepancies with the game, a little bit. I went to a thing last fall with the latest 2K game coming out. They were telling me how I'm like an 85 or something, and Triple H is a 98. I remember I was like, well, why would he be a 98? And they go, well, he's the boss, and we have to suck up to the boss. I don't know. He was laughing about it. Kind of pissed me off, though. I thought, I don't care how many titles Triple H wins. He could never lace my fucking boots. He's very good Medium, mediocre wrestler. He never blew me away with any wrestling that he's ever done. He's never come up with much. He's always been a very decent wrestler that can give you a good match. As far as that being mind-blowing, not so much. 
when asked about, uh, he goes, I never saw it. Well, yes. <laughs> he mentioned the 410 thing, you know, I guess. Yeah, he's, he goes. 4 out of 10. He goes, I've never seen it. I still never seen it. I've seen some of his matches and the whole 4 out of 10 thing came out of his match with Lesnar, which should have been such a good match. It was a mediocre match at best. That's where the 4 out of 10 comes from. He's always a guy that'll give you 5 out of 10 matches every single night. He's going to give you all he's got to give you, and that's just my opinion. But there are certain guys that you put these video games out, and I just don't care. I think you have to do justice to the wrestlers as they were in their careers. It would be based on reality, not like who you know in the office. Vince can make him a 35-time champion. It wouldn't mean that he's 35 times better than everyone else and he's ever wrestled. He's just not. As far as the games go, I think they should be honest. Someone like Bruno San Martino should never be a jobber on a video game, so on and so forth. I think you have to pay respect. When I think of video games, I like to think how I love to have Buddy Rogers versus Ric Flair. Something like that, where you can wrestle these legends against each other, others from periods and stuff. They should always represent reality of the, what wrestling business is and was. You should also include the respect of the wrestlers have for each other in the dressing room. So, long story short, Bret Hart still doesn't like Triple H. Bret Hart is the biggest, whiniest bitch. Um, okay, not as much as CM Punk. And I like him more than CM Punk. But, uh, God, he's he's his own biggest fan. I think we said this last week, didn't we? I, I think like, so, yeah. yes. Uh, he's like, I mean, for one, it's a fucking video game. Who cares? Brett, come on. And then it's like, I don't think he understands, like, it's really weird to say a wrestler doesn't understand wrestling. It's more like he doesn't understand wrestling video games, I guess. But uh, their their overalls are made on their kayfabe power levels, basically. I mean, John Cena's going to have a really high level because he beats everybody. He's, he's kayfabe top tier. Um Triple H is going to be high up because he's fucking Triple H. Of course he's going to be high in kayfabe. And Bret Hart, well, I mean, it that would depend on, you know, what... I mean, he hasn't wrestled in, like, forever. It's been a long time, and he can't wrestle now. He's, like, he's hurt. And so, I mean, then you kind of just have to go, like, well, I mean, how, how kayfabe powerful was he in his day, you know? How, how much ass did he kick? And that's, I mean, that's pretty much how they come up with the overalls. Uh, the individual stats are more important because that actually tells you shit about the wrestler. And uh, but yeah, he just uh, he I think he takes wrestling like it's a real, and it's like bread. It's not. It's not real. I mean, I don't think nobody ever told him it, it was it was fake. Like he gets out there and he and he or he got he got out there and he wrestles and now he doesn't and he just thinks he was the best there ever fucking was. Just like he said. And nobody ever told him, hey, this is like a team effort, and it's not real, and Triple H is a decent dude, and he just get, I don't know how he made up with Sean and says all this great stuff about Sean, and he made up with Vince and says nicer things about Vince than Triple H. I don't get it. I'll tell you what it is, because Triple H has yet to apologize for Montreal. Well, he, he doesn't need to fucking apologize. I, I think if Triple H apologized for Montreal, Brett would see him in his good graces. That's what it is. Vince has apologized. Triple H is not uh, Shawn Michaels has apologized. Earl Hebner has apologized. Triple H hasn't said a word. 
Like, th- okay, this is a comment I read one time. That I had to read this piece. It's fucking... It, that's hilarious to me. Uh, it says... Brett and his it'll always be real to me shtick is so played out that I bet Seth Rollins get more gets more or got more get well cards than Brett did with all of his unfortunate medical situations combined. Triple H beat him at life. He helps run the company that put his family out of business and a separate brand that made the Calgary Stampede like a second-rate backyard bed. His kids are McMahon heirs. Trips has a 21-plus-year WWE run, a dozen more championships and headlines WrestleManias in his mid-40s. He beat Goldberg and killed any credibility he had. All of Triple H's buddies are either in the Hall of Fame or piling up the royalty checks waiting for their phone call. Brett has a Hall of Fame ring, a few replica belts, and a thousand pictures of himself on the walls of Calgary Mansion he lives in alone. His parents are dead, his brother is dead because of decisions Brett made, his brother-in-law is dead, and the Hart family name is a joke. <laughs> Just read that one time, I was like, that's fucking brutal as hell. And you saved that, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> I was like, that's that's so fucking brutal, because he's just so bitter, I and I guess it's just, I mean, you look at their lives, Triple H is an infinitely more success, successful guy, so I don't know, maybe that has something to do with it, but yeah, I mean, I guess, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't apologize though, because it's like, everybody's on Brett's side for that, but like, we know a lot more about it now, and it's like, it seems like both sides were kind of in the wrong there. I mean, Vince handled it in a way that pissed people off, but Brett ultimately caused that in the first place by not wanting to lose the title. I mean, that's that's how it started. And I don't agree with everything that went down, but I mean, I don't know, Brett just kind of comes off like a prick, and he, he tries to get everybody's sympathy for him, and it's just, whatever, man. Yeah, he's, gr- he's a great wrestler, but yeah. There's also one other thing I wanted to mention about before we get to uh, more news here. On um, those of you that uh, watch or that play Pokemon Go, how exactly do you get the ghost type? You uh, you go to a, a graveyard. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that would be great. Though. I, I'm just asking because go, go to a cemetery. Because how does that fucking work? <laughs> Well, first you have to live in a haunted house, and whenever you see the little girl climb out of the well and come out of your TV, you take a picture of it. So, if you have to get a Chodo dial, does that mean you have to go to Disneyland? Uh, I don't know. Because there's alligators and shit there. Anywho. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's that's awful. Uh, that's extremely awful, and so was that comment you said about Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> One for one. During a recent interview, as part of the Ric Flair Show podcast, if you guys haven't caught it, you're not missing much, uh, Cody Rose revealed that WWE recently offered him a deal that was related to the biography of his father. Rhodes had been working on the book since his father passed away last year. It was recently reported that WWE's Mark Carano was in touch with Rhodes about signing some sort of deal, believed to be a Legends deal for merchandising. Rhodes told Flair he's been working on the rights to the book, but, ah, so he'll be able to still write it. There have also been reports that Rhodes was upset when the news of his talks with Carano leaked and has been expected them to remain confidential. And there's more news here. Former WWE, Cody, former WWE star, former star Cody Rhodes was recently interviewed 
by Dave Solo of the Heroes and Villains Fan Fest in New Jersey. During the interview, Rhodes discussed his WWE departure and more. Randy Rhodes also chimed in during the interview because Black Lives Matter. Rhodes, on feeling less than what he was in WWE, he said, I was in Greensboro, and that's where my dad and Ric Flair had to get on the radio in fans' cars and tell them the event was sold out for Starcade. And here I thought, I'm looking at the Stardust outfit in my bag. I feel like I'm less than I am, and no amount of money is worth being less than what I am. I don't want to be anything but number one. Rhodes on wanting moments and not more money. He says, I don't want more money. I just want the moments. And WWE are just not giving me the moments. Randy also said that someone could make a hat of turds, creating a turd hat, and it would get over in WWE, meaning Cody. So Cody Rhodes is writing a book for his dad, a biography. It's not an autobiography because, you know, he's dead. And um, pretty much says he wanted to be, which is confirmed months ago, that he wanted to be the number one guy in WWE. How do we feel about this? Uh, Is it kind of whiny? Is it kind of, well, you know, Cody, we know you're a Rhodes, but... Or is it justified? He is a Rhodes, and everything he's done has been fucking fantastic. Should he have been given more than what he was being given? Um, I think he should have been given a bigger chance, and they should have let him go back to being Cody. Well, I heard they were going to split the character up. They were going to do... Cody was supposed to come back. The Stardust character was going away, so I don't know what happened. I still think something more happened than what is being told. I I don't know. Um, I just hope he comes back one day. Yeah, I I, I miss the I miss the guy. <clears throat> During Wednesday's night show talk aftermath, which airs in Canada after the Canadian version of SmackDown, it was announced that Brock Lesnar will be facing Randy Orton at SummerSlam. <laughs> I Orton. haven't said that in a long time. I know. Uh, Orton was recently advertised for the upcoming WWE Live event in August. And speaking of Brock Lesnar, he defeated Mark Hunt at UFC 200 in a 29-27 decision. People made money and shit. So let's break this down into the two parts here. First, Lesnar versus Orton. Um, I'm hearing a lot of people say, uh, and I'm hearing a lot of other people go, well, we've never seen that before. So, which side of the fence are you on? Um, cautiously optimistic, I guess. Uh, I mean, it, it's it is a match we've never seen Orton and and. Uh, I'm sure in OVW they fought, and maybe like on Saturday Night Heat or something like when they first started out, they kind of fought. But I don't think they actually wrestled. Yeah. You know, like on a Raw or a SmackDown or a pay per view. So. But yeah, I mean. Plus, Randy Orton is such a different guy now. I mean, he's like, as is Brock. I mean, Brock is this ultimate god of destruction in WWE, and and Brock or, and Randy is like, you know, the Viper. He's this smooth as fuck worker who's like, you know, edgy and and backstabby, and he has the RKO. God damn it, and. Uh, that, I mean, I, I think no matter what happens, we're going to see the F5 get turned into an RKO, and that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, but, uh, 
I hope the match is a little more competitive than I mean, yeah, I mean, I get that they want to keep up the the character for, of Brock being unstoppable, but considering how great a wrestler um, Randy is and how good Brock can be, I think the two of them could really bust out a hell of a match if 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 they're allowed to have a wrestling match. I think the real question is. Where is this coming from? I understand they're trying to build Brock kind of like they do in the UFC where it's a one fight and that's it. And then he'll come back six months later and that's just how UFC, that's how boxing promotes. It's usually one fight every couple of months. But this is pro wrestling so you gotta build story. You gotta build, you know, an arc. You gotta, you can't just... Yeah, so why Randy basically? Yeah, so why Randy Orton? And let's look at it from the devil's advocate kind of view. If Brock Lesnar wins... What does this mean for Orton? If Orton wins, you know what I mean. Like, what's the... yeah? It would be it would be really strange to have Orton win because I mean, why? Nobody else has been able to beat him. Why the fuck? John Cena couldn't beat him. Why the fuck would Randy be able to? And and even even Roman Reigns couldn't do it. So. I mean, admittedly, you know, uh, Seth kind of fucked that up, but uh, I don't, I don't see Randy winning unless he cheats or something, which isn't, you know, impossible for Randy because he is kind of an asshole uh, as a character. But uh, I think if they want to keep up Brock's mystique, he's going to win, and so I think. I think we kind of do already know who's going to win then. Yeah, it's again, it seems like an out-of-nowhere match. Um, and since we already know that he's fighting Randy Orton, there's no surprise element. There's no Brock Lesnar in the ring saying, I just fucked up Mark Hunt. No one can stop me. RKO! You're fighting me next, bitch. SummerSlam. There's no, oh, wow, he's back. It's more... He's fighting Randy Orton, okay. You know what I mean? It almost seems like it's yeah. under, they're trying to make it bigger than what it really is, but all the wrestling fans already know, oh, he's fighting Orton, okay. Like, is that enough to... I don't know, is, is that enough to promote a match, or... I don't know, it's weird. Um, well, Brock Lesnar's in it, so I think that kind of promotes itself, but... I think it could could have been done better, yeah. So, you know, and I think we all kind of knew it was going to be Orton eventually. And I believe a year ago I said, it'd be great if, you know, Brock Lesnar fought everybody. And they're just now starting to get around to everybody. So when does Cesaro get a shot? When does Ambrose get a shot? When does... Ambrose had a shot. Oh, yeah, Ambrose did have a shot. Never mind. Uh, when does, uh, you know... When does, when does Zack Ryder get a shot? When does Heath Slater get a shot? What about Samoa Joe? He's not doing anything. I mean, yeah, I mean he's NXT champion, but you know, you kind of you know you beat up one Samoa and you beat up me. Or when the Usos get an opportunity, or you know, I I don't know. It's it's weird. And now the second part of the Brock Lesnar thing, the UFC match 200 against Mark Hunt, in which he defeated in a 29 to 27 decision. 
people are saying that Brock looked like a million bucks. People are also saying that Brock Lesnar, eh, you know, he's just... You know. um, I saw parts of the fight. I didn't get a chance to watch all of it. But he won, so this is kudos for WWE because now they get extra bankroll on that. And from what I saw, Brock kind of dominated. Yeah, um... Mark didn't really get anything in. I mean, he won... I mean, I, th- I believe they said he won the second round, but he didn't, like, get to do anything that he's known for. He didn't... I mean, he's known for his strikes, and he didn't really get any strikes in. It was pretty much all Brock. So I guess the real question is, do you see Brock Lesnar doing both, UFC and WWE? Um, no. Not right now. Uh, no. I, from what I understand, his uh, he's actually they've actually talked about his contract openly, and apparently he just had that one fight that that was made ahead of time. He's still going to be with WWE till like WrestleMania 34, I think. After that, I don't know. Depends on if he wants to re- uh, do UFC into his 40s, I guess. Yeah, it's not easy, but if this spells either disaster or prosper. Because if they're building Brock Lesnar to be this legitimate badass, and he has a match against, uh, we'll say Dolph Ziggler, and they build him up to be a badass, and then he wins in UFC, and then loses in WWE, does that put the WWE guys over? And now let's flip that around. He loses in UFC. He wins in UFC and then destroys the WWE talent. Does that bury the WWE guys? You know, you know what I mean. Where is yeah. there's so much opportunity for this to prosper and grow into something huge, or this could blur the lines a little bit of we're trying to keep kayfabe, but now we're kind of killing it without. You, you know what I mean. So I don't know. I know they did the same thing with Ken Shamrock, but Shamrock also wrestled like every fucking week. Whereas Brock, you know, only wrestles like three times a year. Yeah. So, so go for Brock. Danny Tocito, a well-known sports statistician, is predicting that tonight's WWE Monday Night Raw broadcast will draw a 1.58 rating, and if that's the case, it would mark to be the second lowest rating in WWE Raw. The all-time low rating for Raw was a 1.5 cable rating on December 23rd, and that was a taped edition on the show on Christmas Eve, and that was back in 96. The lowest rated live edition of Raw was the following week on December 30th, and that showed you a 1.6, blah, 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 blah. Basically, Monday Night's show didn't do so well. In the ratings, it tanked, it bombed, it was bad. But I'm going to tell you why. Because it was the 4th of fucking July. And outside of knowing what the main event was, was there any matches, and I mean any matches, that were main event, Monday Night Raw, worthy? Was there any match on that card that made you go, fuck fireworks, I have to watch these two fight? Uh, there must not have been, because I don't even remember. 
what happened on Raw. Yeah, I'm having a real hard time remembering what happened on Raw because I don't think there was one match that made me go, man, I wish I would have watched this live. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like, I wouldn't say memorable. It's not like one of those great Raws or anything. So, sorry, we will get to uh, Raw here in a little bit. Uh, we still got a little bit more, and this is this is where you... It was noted that John Cena was scheduled to work less WWE Live events this summer. Cena has taken to his Twitter account to respond to those reports. I have not earned a slower schedule. I have earned an opportunity to challenge the limits of work capacity. Hashtag never give up. Hashtag hustle. Hashtag beat up John... Oh, wait... <laughs> so the rumor going around is that John Cena is not working a full-time schedule. I'm okay with this. Wait. Who's not having a full-time schedule? John Cena. Where He said this? That's the rumor going around that he's not working a full-time schedule. Oh. Weird. Um... I'm okay with that, I which, guess. Which means he won't be at house shows anymore. Was he already? I think he was on house shows and whatnot, but I look at it like this. If he's not at house shows, that's fine, because you have a whole fucking roster of talent that can, uh, you know, take care of the house shows. You also have um, Raw and SmackDown that you're trying to promote, so put John Cena on television. You know, keep him out of the house show stuff. It's, you'll be fine. I don't think it's hurting anything. Uh, let's see. Oh, and uh, the domestic assault charges against Jerry the King Lawler and his fiancée, Laura McBride, were dismissed. Representative from WWE noted that Lawler's suspension has now been dropped. So expect to see Jerry Lawler back on Monday Night Raw sometime. He's on SmackDown. Oh, he is? Yeah. That was fast. He was there on Thursday. Well, that was quick. And speaking of blowout, TNA officials are reportedly very pleased with the viewership for this week's Impact Wrestling episode featuring the final deletion, where Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy, a.k.a. Broken Matt and Brother Nero, has noted the show drew a record first run of 410,000 viewers, which is up from 322,000 viewers. The idea behind the segment match was that Dixie Carter wanted to be there for fresh content and it would be spoiler free. The entire segment was filmed at Matt and Jeff's property in North Carolina. Jerry Borash and the TNA crew drove from Nashville to North Carolina and Borash was responsible for the direction and editing of the segments. There was a lot more material that was more filmed but not used and all the props used were on hand at Matt's house with some improvisation. The birthday party set up for Matt's son was the same setup used for his real birthday party. The referee using the match, Kevin Keenan, is not currently a TNA regular, but the Hardys knew him from their time in WWE and brought him in after Matt made the suggestion. Okay. Okay. Alex, you've not watched this. Uh, not entirely, no. But you've seen you, little bits of it. But you, what, now, what you've seen, what you've seen, can comment on what you've seen? Uh, it was very strange. Uh, 
I think that's the best way to describe it. it was did it feel like a wrestling show to you, or did it feel like a sitcom, a movie? A bunch of rednecks beating each other up in their backyard. So wrestling didn't come into your equation at all? No. I just I saw a boat, too. What was with the boat? Matt Hardy shielded himself with a boat when he was getting hit with firecrackers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Crazy. So I'm going to go down this match here, folks. This is what professional wrestlers are praising. I hope to God they're praising it for another reason, because if they say this is genius, they're all fucked. And this is from Jericho to Foley to Cena to everybody. I don't know what the fuck. Here's the story. Matt Hardy is broken. He's broken, and he's become broken Matt Hardy. And Brother Nero, who is his brother Jeff, is Willow, but not Willow, but is Willow, but is also Jeff Hardy. And Willow and Jeff are two different people, but they're the same person. Oh, God, my head. Um... (laughs) And now Abyss is this guy called Decay, and he had a match in there, and Jeff and Matt have had like 417 matches, and nothing has been compromised, and when they signed the contract, it was done with quick edits, and a soundtrack, and it looked like, a mo- honestly, it felt like I was watching something from Spike TV, like Law and Order, or, I don't know, something, you know, something that doesn't feel like this should be a wrestling match, especially with all the quick edits and the camera turning and the perfect lighting and all this shit. And then you have Matt and Jeff signing a contract, and and there's a table on the floor, and then a baby is thrown, and Jeff is all, the fuck you throwing babies for? And then he gets hit with a with a twist of fate through a table on the floor and all this shit, and they have a match at, at whatever fucking pay-per-view they have to which Jeff Hardy wins, and they go, no, we need to do this in the backyard with fireworks. Because why do it live? So they go out in the middle of fucking nowhere, which is apparently their backyard, and they have a wrestling ring, and they're going to have a match. And they're going to wrestle. Now, if this was just a straight-up wrestling match, I guess it could work. I mean, with no crowd, it's worked before. But no, we have quick edits, and POVs, and lighting effects, and... All sorts of shit. And a soundtrack. And a referee that really doesn't need to be there. And as this match continues, and they're wrestling, they start using ladders and chairs, and it makes you wonder if they took their time setting up each spot. Like, it really makes you wonder. So, when they climbed up the ladder, did Jeff go, Okay, are you ready? Okay, cut. Three, two, one. Jump. <laughs> jump. Jump. They showed the twist of the, the swanton, I think, three times. And if this was an actual wrestling match, we wouldn't see it three times. We'd only see it once. And then Matt goes to the floor and he pulls out bottle rockets. And he's shooting them at Matt, at Jeff. And then he walks around the... And here's another thing. If there's a camera crew there, how is the camera crew protected from this? And how is the referee? And there's folks smoking fire... And then Matt Hardy walks around, looks at the hard camera and goes, oh, shit. And all of a sudden you have Jeff Hardy go, yeah, I got fireworks too, motherfucker. 
And then you have this pan over shot, and you just see Matt just kind of, oh, no, I'm getting hit with fireworks. Oh, my God. Oh, there is a, a boat. I will hide in the boat, and I will not get hit by the fireworks. And then they start wrestling, and then they go into the river or the swamp, wherever the fuck is there, and he throws Jeff in the water, and he goes, he's drowned! I drowned him! <laughs> I don't know if he was channeling Bray Wyatt, or Cactus Jack, or what the fuck was going on, and all of a sudden, Willow comes up. You would think it was just the mask, but no, the full fucking costume, the umbrella, the mask, the, the, the costume, and he's perfectly dry, and he starts fighting him, and they st- now it's Willow versus Matt, and then somehow, in the confusion, Willow disappears. And now it's Jeff Hardy again. So now they're fighting in the woods, and now they're fighting in the forest, and now they're fighting in their backyard, and there's like this dirt grave. And they're fighting inside the dirt grave, and they're punching, and they're kicking, and the quick edits, and all this shit. And all of a sudden, he body slams Matt, and he starts climbing up this strategically placed symbol, and climbs up the symbol. Then we get a shot of Matt, who's laying there, and we get flashbacks. And I mean, like, if you watch a movie and you see the main character have a bunch of flash... Okay, you remember watching Kill Bill? Yeah. And she has those flashbacks? You know, Yeah, yeah. That is what it felt like. And we were able to see and witness what Matt Hardy was going through. And somehow, a pair of matches was teleported to his hand, and he lit the symbol on fire. Jeff Hardy falls from the symbol. Matt Hardy pins him in the dirt. One, two, three, Matt Hardy wins. Yeah, uh, very strange. Matt, Jeff, I will praise you for the creativity. I will praise you for the story aspect. I will praise you for all of that. But this made absolutely no fucking sense. If we are to live in a world where we're supposed to believe that wrestling is real, how the fuck was this even considered real? How the fuck can you take this seriously? Because now you have to go back to the arena knowing that we saw flashbacks on television. We saw your flashbacks. That is something ethereal. We can't physically see someone else's flashbacks. We can't read. This is not a fucking movie. Shit doesn't tell it. What the fuck did I watch? (laughs) And the wrestlers are praising this as one of the most creative, jaw-dropping things ever. They're, They're not saying, oh my god. And people watch this. People watch this more than the actual fucking wrestling product. People complain about the PG era. This is like Lucha Underground doing something, but we understand it's a television. We understand it's a it's a TV show. We understand that Lucha Underground is a TV show, but TNA is trying to be a wrestling show. It can't be both. It can't be both. This is remember when they were doing. The, the election thing for Linda, and then they were having Jerry Lawler or, or Michael Cole or, or whoever, and they were going, you know, I bet you it would look like this, and you get that dream sequence, and then we can see inside of Jerry Lawler's dream sequence. You know how fucked up that is? How fake and phony that looks? The yeah. fact that 
I felt so, so dirty, so embarrassed over what I watched. I actually had to go to church and confess my sins. I had to repent my ways from this because I felt like I had witnessed the Antichrist of professional wrestling get born with fireworks. This is something that would cause people who are on the suicide hotline to jump out the window. Newly born fetuses would strangle themselves with the fucking cord. I don't know what the hell this is supposed to be. Is this supposed to be like a sitcom or like a show or or is this actual wrestling? This is actual, this is how we're promoting it, professional wrestling. This is it. This is how we're promoting this. With flashbacks, fireworks, and teleporting. Yeah, uh, that's DNA for you. (laughs) I beg anybody who watches this to have an open head and believe that Jesus is real and so is God. But they both failed us on this segment because, unfortunately, they did it on... uh, The name of the thing is called Final Deletion. And it's a bunch of two, it's a bunch of white guys trying to kill each other. Black Lives Matter. Why don't we get into America? Fuck yeah, Monday Night Raw. Tell me that's not what this episode was. It would have been better with that music, actually. Yeah, it would have. It opens up with uh, a food fight backstage, and things happen because... Kevin Owens got underneath the table. He's like, fuck this. Yeah, why not? He still got pied in the face. Later, yeah. Opening match is Bruce versus Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil, you're about as appealing as... A black person in WWE, you lose. Go USA. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh... I mean, what more do you want? <laughs> and he went out and talked shit, too. Oh, no, America! I'm a fight for America! I'm a fight, you lost. Fuck. Social outcasts come dressed as revolutionaries. They fight Enzo and Big Kaz. Enzo and Big Kaz get the win. Okay, well, you know, it's yeah. something, I guess. Uh, Charlotte and Dana Brooke are in the ring. Charlotte is talking about how everyone is jealous of her. Charlotte says that Sasha Banks is trying to placate the fans that were constantly screaming that they wanted Sasha. Banks comes out and says Charlotte may be champ, but she'll never be here. Sasha goes on and says if it wasn't for Flair, you would never be champ. Charlotte's all, you know, for the last year, I have been pretty much the Divas champion. I mean, the Divas revolution was around this time, so outside of that one little slip from Nikki, Charlotte's pretty much been dominant the last year, and I didn't even think that it was that long. And Sasha's all, well, you know what? Fuck you. I'm Snoop Dogg's cousin. You're going to lose. Snoop Dogg's cousin. Yeah. It was it was an alright segment. I mean, you know, for for what it was. 
going over my notes here that I took like a couple hours ago. So uh, Dean Ambrose versus The Miz because when I think world class, you know, title matches, oh god, I have to watch Monday Night Raw. It's Dean Ambrose versus The Miz. Dean Ambrose gets the win. I got no problem with The Miz. I really don't. I got no problem with Dean Ambrose. I really don't. But was there nobody else on the roster? I mean, that they... they yeah. uh, I I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, Ambrose, can before he can leave the ring, Seth Rollins comes out, and Ambrose walks away. He turns around, runs back into the ring. They score up. Rollins rolls out. Announce table does commentary because now Rollins is going to have a match. And Seth Rollins goes one-on-one with Dolph Ziggler. Again, a match that almost makes you go, well, you know, I kind of wish I would have missed the fireworks for this match, but, you know, we all know Zolf's not winning, so fuck it. Uh, Seth Rollins gets the win, and he stands on the announcer table and says that Roman Reigns should suck his dick, and that this triple threat match is a bunch of bullshit, and that Dean Ambrose is a fucking idiot, and that he's the architect, and that Matt and Jeff are fucking idiots, and black lives don't matter, the only life that matters is Seth Rollins, and fuck Hillary, and fuck Trump, and fuck everyone on Monday Night Raw, because I'm fucking Seth fucking Rollins. And then Ambrose says, you know, you can have the title. He ends on the title and he beats the shit out of him. Dirty deeds on the table. Roman Reigns can just sitting at home wishing he was a part of this. But he fucked up. Injecting more steroids. Yeah. Uh, Vicky Guerrero comes out and says she should be the general manager of SmackDown. Out comes security and they say no. Backstage, Big Show has a pep talk with Team USA for their 16-man tag team match. This was actually kind of entertaining. It was, but... You already knew. You know what? It's Team USA. It's the 4th of July. They can have six Bret Hart's on the other side. The other team's going to lose. Team USA's yeah, going to win. Yeah, you know what was funny? Pretty much te- Team USA sucked. There wasn't hardly anybody on that team that was, like, worth a shit. Pretty much everybody was old or older or not important. I mean, I think... And then there's Zack Ryder. Only, I think the only guy that was new on there was... Uh, Apollo, Apollo Crews. Yeah. And the other team had, like, Kevin Owens, Sorrow, you know, and... and uh, Jericho and... Yeah, Jericho. The Vod, not the uh, Lucha Dragons and Del Rio and... Yeah. They, they had everyone, and Sami Zayn, they had everybody that we want. And you look at Team USA and you go... Team, uh, <sighs> yeah, they also had Jack Swagger, that was right, because you got that... That really cool uh, little uh, Moment. throwback to the real Americans. That was that was awesome. That was the best part of the whole match. Was was uh, Jack Swagger puts his hand out to to Cesaro, and Cesaro goes to shake it, but then he puts it on his on his chest, and they both do "We the People," and the crowd does it. And it's like, dude, that was great. Yeah, bald villains go up against the Golden Truth. Golden Truth win. I think this match went for three minutes. The Vaude Villains have fallen. I think this was the Golden Truth's first win on TV. I think so. Unless, I mean, you count main event, but that's not on TV, so. John Cena comes to the ring to address the club and says, I'm John Cena, I'm white, black lives, I don't care, make a wish. Out comes AJ Styles, who says, you know what? You know what I'm going to do on 4th of July? I'll beat up John Cena. Carl Anderson, what are you going to do? Well, fuck my hot Asian wife and then beat up John Cena. 
All right, what are you going to do, Gallows? I'm going to beat up John Cena. Well, what about on Father's Day? We'll beat up John Cena. On Halloween, we'll beat up John Cena. How about on Christmas? We'll beat up John Cena. Hashtag, we're going to beat the fuck out of John Cena. Out comes the club, and Cena's doing that all. Oh, I'm going to fight you all. Oh, I'm going to fight you all. Oh, You know, whenever you see John Cena surrounded by people and he's doing that shit, just play some battle music from, like, Final Fantasy or something. Dun, 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 yeah. Or any battle music from any JRPG, because I swear to God, he's he does the exact same pose that they do in a video game. Just dun, 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 limit breaks. Some shit, I don't know. Enzo and Kaz come out. Big schmaz. Enzo and Kaz are now saving John Cena because reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Summer Ray versus Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch beats the shit out of her. Disarms her. Gets on the microphone and says, Ty's going to lick my cunt. No, that's not what happened, but I wish that's what she would have said. Becky Lynch wins. Yay. I was happy. Yay. New Day comes out, and they're all, we're going to fuck the Wyatts and shit. Yeah. Bootios. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Milking my cakes in Fourth of July and unicorns and bullshit. And here comes Bray Wyatt. No, you're not. You'll go die. Come to our compound. We'll fuck you. We'll fuck you good. Yeah. Well, oh, oh yeah. Well, well, bootios and shit. You you can't fucking. And finally, Xavier Woods is the voice of reason. He turns to his teammates and goes, "The fuck you all doing? Seriously, we're gonna go to the Wyatt's compound where he has the advantage. He's like a horror villain, and we black." I don't know about your lives, but my life matters. In horror movies, black people fucking die. Fuck this shit. Fuck the New Day. Fuck these titles. Fuck Francesco. Fuck you. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And leaves. Do you still think this is a ploy? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, I, I gotta give it up to Xavier for the past, um, week and a half or so. He's been, before he finally broke and said something, He's been doing a really good job of just subtly not liking what's going on. Like, he hasn't been... I mean, he's been trying to kind of act like he's still with it, but you can... I mean, he's he's great. He's His acting is great. He's just like... You can tell he's just kind of uncomfortable whenever the Wyatts come out. And then, and then he finally spoke up. He's like, hey, the Wyatts are bad fucking dudes, and you want us to go to their fucking compound where... We have no idea what's going to happen, and you think that's a good idea? You guys aren't taking this seriously. He said it's been all fun and games up until now, but this is a big fucking deal. So yeah, it was uh, interesting. Go Woods. (laughs) Here's the main event, folks. Big Show. Jack Swagger, Apollo Crews, Mark Henry, Zack Ryder, the Dudley Boys, and Kane versus Team Not USA being Chris Jericho, Kalisto, Sin Cara, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Alberto De Rio, and Sheamus. Now, before I point out the obvious who wins, what's wrong with this main event? Uh, heels and faces are on the same side. 
against each other who are also heels and faces. They're all everything's all messed up. Yeah, you got heels and faces and faces and heels and I mean I mean let's, let's the Dolly Boys were heels, weren't they? Uh yeah, that was the first thing that threw me off. I was like, Oh, are they face again? But then I saw the other team and there's a bunch of faces on it. Yeah, you've got Callisto, Kara, Cesaro and Zane, but everyone still likes Kevin Owens. People are still and you had kinda, Chris Jericho. And you had Chris Jericho, and you had Del Rio and Sheamus, who are by de facto your heels that people are going to boo. But if you look at the caliber, <laughs> all due respect to Kane and Big Show and the Dudley Boys, with all due respect to them, Jericho, Cesaro, Owens, Zane. And I'll even say Del Rio. Well, you like Del Rio. Of course you would. Well, I, he's also a luchador. Are high-caliber wrestlers who are very well respected in their field. Callisto, Sin Cara, and Sheamus, you know, they're good. You know, they're in their own right. This not-team-USA side, I'll be honest, it's the better fucking team. Yeah. Like, by far. <laughs> Again, with all due respect to Kane and, and Big Show and the Dudley Boys, and I'll even throw Mark Henry into the mix, but... The fuck? That's just not right. Do I even need to go in, into details of who won? Uh, yeah, Zack Ryder did manage to get a push out of this, though. Because he reasons. ended up pinning Cesaro. Which I'm sure made the internet get pissed off. A lot. <laughs> that was Monday Night Raw, folks. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was a bad Raw. But I'm not going to sit here and say it was the greatest fucking Raw I've ever seen. Because if you missed it, you didn't miss much. Um, good promoting for SummerSlam. Good promoting for the 4th of July. Rusev is still your fucking U.S. champion. Why wasn't that the main event? Oh, yeah, because Black Lives Matter. That's going to do it for another Night Raw. Why don't we get to SmackDown? As long as it takes to get what's rightfully mine Which I'm sure you watched Okay, so um, uh, They open up with a bunch of shots Like before Smackdown starts or okay, well, it's technically it started, but it's before anybody's on the ring. It's showing like, uh, just various superstars at different parts of the arena, and they're just you know showing you what's going on, and 
Like it shows the club talking about something, and Chris Jericho is talking about Sami Zayn. He's going, and, and somebody's like, he's going to get, he's going to get it. And and then there's a guy that asks him, says, "What what is what is he going to get?" And he's like, "It. He's going to get it." Stupid idiot. <laughs> and uh, and they show uh, Seth Rollins walking around, and oh yeah, Seth Rollins bumps into Jay Uso and just fucking destroys his family. He's like, <laughs> I, I don't even remember exactly what he said, but it was like, he's like. Damn, what are you doing alone, Jay? I mean, you're not what or well, fuck, what did he say? It was something about his family. It was just You know you, you, know you got to do it in his voice. Oh yeah, right. Um let me think of what he said first. Uh uh It was something like uh let me let, okay, let me let me do the voice. It's me, Seth Rollins. And, uh, uh, man, uh Jay, I, what the fuck? I thought Samoans like traveled in packs or something. I mean, what the fuck? Your 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 cousin, he's not here because he's a fucking idiot who does drugs. Why the fuck? Don't you do drugs too? You fucking Samoan idiot. And it was just, it was brutal. He's like, he's like, you stupid Samoans. And uh, Jay is like pissed, and he's like. uh... But yeah, he's like, he's like, <laughs> it's not my fault your cousin's a cheater, you fucking Samoan cunt. It's not my fault your old man's famous for a move called the stink face. And uh, <laughs> and Jay's like, whoa, slow the fuck down, Ooze, motherfucker. Shit, you don't talk about my fucking family like that because we Samoan, we gonna fuck you up. That's what Samoan would do. Yeah, we say oos, y'all say Samoa. And, uh... Samoa lives matter. And, uh, Jay's like, uh, or Seth, or Seth says, so you're gonna, you're gonna fight me one-on-one. You're gonna fight me one-on-one. None of your big, huge, stupid Samoan family. And Jay's like, yeah, motherfucker, yeah, we do it one-on-one. None of my stupid-ass family, we do it, oos, yeah. We're gonna fight tonight. And, uh... It's like, all right, you got yourself a match, buddy. So they're going to, it's going to be Jay Uso versus uh, Seth Rollins. No Jimmy, no Roman, no Afa, Sika, Rosie, uh, Roman. Did I say Roman? Who cares? Yeah, uh, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> no Rikishi, no Yokozuna. What are some other Samoans that are uh, no, no Tamina, no Nia Jax, no Cactus Jack, no Hulk Hogan? You know all those Samoans. Yeah, no, uh, uh, no Jimmy Superfly Snooker because he doesn't exist anymore. No, no. Uh, yeah. So, uh, after all that. We actually get to the arena, into the ring now. JoJo is uh, is uh, talking, and then Dean's music hits uh, before she can get done. And JoJo's like, "What the fuck, man?" And 
shows up and he's like, he's like, well, slow down. <laughs> I'm Dean Ambrose, and I just, uh, <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to be a ring announcer, and I just, I just want to try this out, man. Let me just, uh, let me just try this real quick. Let me do some cocaine. Okay, let's do this. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, okay, so apologies, uh, JoJo, for interrupting you, but, uh, yeah, uh, I want to be like Howard Finkel, but taller and with more hair. That's not true, because I'm going bald. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to be the special guest re-announcer for tonight's opening match. And uh, first of all, we have uh, Jay, the badass Samoan Uso, crazy superfly, whatever, fuck him. And then we got Seth. The cunt, scumbag, dirty rascal, bitch, hoe, slut. I hate that motherfucker. Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys can fight. And he goes and sits down and watches the fight. And uh, while they're fighting, uh, what was it? Oh yeah, um, Ambrose gets on the mic. And, uh, he says, hey guys, uh, just want to let you guys, uh, let the fans know real quick, uh, um, to check out our booths outside the, uh, outside the, the ring. We got Dean Ambrose t-shirts and Seth Rollins ice cream bars. Uh, the ice cream bars taste like shit though, so, you know, don't eat those. And Seth is like, what are you doing? I'm trying to have a match! And, uh, it's like, whoa, slow down, buddy. It's just, hey, whatever. And he sits back down and. I thought it was funny they brought up ice cream bars again because CM Punk. Uh, well, it is summer. And uh, Seth gets thrown into a wall by Jay, and uh, and uh, um, Ambrose gets on the mic again. He says, uh, "Whoa, whoa, there, uh, Seth! You know, you look like you need a little bit of a break." You know, it's a little bit crazy, you know. You know, we should just go to commercial. And they go to a commercial. And uh come back for the commercial. Jay and Seth they're still having a match. Um Ambrose gets on the mic again. Uh says, Hey, would the driver of the ninety seven Ford pickup truck please uh you, you you parked in the fire lane and your 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 shit's gonna get towed, so <laughs> I'm just saying you might want to go out there and get in your car and get the fuck out of the fire lane so that you don't get your shit towed. Oh, I'm sorry, was I distracting you, Seth? My bad. And uh, Seth still manages to win clean. Pedigree's uh, Jay. So. Uh, Uh, oh yeah, Rollins is like, Hey, you gotta announce me as the winner of this match! You son of a bitch! So Ambrose is like, Okay, hold on, let me, uh, uh, let me try this. Okay, so, uh, the winner of this match is, uh, the human equivalent of shit, and still a dirty motherfucker, slimy, Seth, douchebag Rollins! <laughs> And then Ambrose says, you know, no, we, we need to do this right. L okay, let's get in the ring. Uh, I'll raise your arm. And Seth is like, whoa, 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 no, you're not touching me. Get your fucking filthy hands off of me. He just fucking gets out of the ring. He's like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not letting you touch me. You're, no, no. He just walks off. And uh, he's like, okay, man, whatever. I'm loony. I'm, I'm toony. I'm fucking, 
Dean Ambrose. And, uh, so that's the end of that segment. They then go to, uh, they show a clip of the highlight reel that Kevin and Owens and seven, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were on where they kicked Jericho in the face together and, uh, hypes the match that Jericho and Zayn are going to have later tonight. Uh, Zack Ryder is going to the ring, by the way. Um, he's going to fight Sheamus. Uh, that's a bit. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Basically, he wants revenge for the win on Monday when he lost to because Sheamus was the final one in the team match, and he took the pin from Zach. Well, to be fair, he did get punched in the face by Big Show. Yeah. But he's pissed. He wants revenge. Um, Sheamus goes straight into an attack. Beats the shit out of Ryder. Ryder still manages to fucking win clean and beat Sheamus. So push for Ryder, I guess. He also, um, he he was mentioning this all week, so I had to watch it. Um, he got his music remixed. He did? Yeah. Zack Ryder got the... Um, it's the same song, but it's remixed by, I think it was called, uh, some WWE band, Downstate or Downstraight. Downstraight, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they remixed it, and he was really excited, and so I got to hear it on SmackDown. It's just a little bit edgier, a little bit heavier, and, you know, instead of, woo, 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 you know it, it's like, woo, woo, you know it, bitch. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's not as, it's not as, uh, Poppy sounding, it's kind of, it's a little bit heavier. And, uh, so yeah, he beat Sheamus, got new music, he went on Monday, uh, he, apparently he's gonna take, he's gonna try to uh, beat Rusev for the US title, so I don't know, maybe he'll win. I don't want him to win though, cause I like Rusev. Yeah, I can't see Zack Ryder beating Rusev, I... Yeah, Tom Phillips interviews Ryder on the stage, and he's like, uh, uh, "So, uh, what's uh, what's next for for Zack Ryder after these uh, couple victories? What's what's next?" And uh, he's like, uh, "Well, Broski, let me tell you, Advil, ice packs, and getting my back adjusted because I'm a Broski, not a Hoski. I got a purple headband. Yeah, go me." Uh, I don't actually wear purple anymore. Forget that, but I do dye my beard for some reason. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, you, you know what? Ask James something. He's walking up here. He wants to kick my ass. I gotta go see you later. And, uh, so he runs, he runs backstage. And, uh, Tom tries to interview Seamus. Seamus is like, ah, fella, fuck everything! <laughs> Becky Lynch is up next. Um, there's also a video package for Baron Corbin. Oh, so they're actually doing something with him now. Because he wasn't on Raw. I mean, I don't, yeah, the, I don't know why the fuck, like, why do we need video packages? Why not just have him on the show? I mean, he didn't go anywhere. No, and he didn't. He just kind of sits there going, do I get to wrestle tonight? No, I don't know. It's like he was on a couple, I mean, he was doing great at the beginning, then they put him on the pre-show, and now he's, now he's not even wrestling. He's just, Video packages. 
WWE's got some reverse booking, man. If you lose a match, you get showcased. You win a match, they just they just forget that you win. Uh, that reminds me, uh, Bray Wyatt said in an interview recently that he wants Rock at WrestleMania 33. Because Black Lives Matter. Uh, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Bray, don't fight Rock. It's just not going to go well. I mean, and, and Bray is such a patient dude. He's way more patient than his fans, because I can tell you as a fan, I'm like, I want him to win now, now, now. I want him champion. And Bray's like, be cool, man. It's all good. Look, my time will come. And look, just chill the fuck out. Have some weed. It's it's all good. I made this myself. You just smoke that, and I'll be Bray Wyatt. Y'all be chill. My time's coming, and I'm gonna beat Rock's ass. But uh, I I hope if they do end up having a match, that The Rock is willing to put him over. But I don't see it because The Rock's an asshole. And uh, not anyway, a, you're not a fan of The Rock, are you? No, not at all. Not even a bit. Maybe. <laughs> he's so my favorite. So, may, he's my favorite wrestler ever. So what would happen if, let's say, CM Punk and The Rock wrestle at WrestleMania? Oh, that is a tough question. Because <laughs> you know, back in the day, I would have said CM Punk. But now, I don't know now. I mean, because. Back when they did wrestle, I was rooting for CM Punk. But, I mean, now he's not, you know, an active member of the roster. So if he came back as a WrestleMania gig like Rock does, then both of them are kind of assholes at that point. So it's like, who cares who wins? Maybe they'll kill each other on accident. Just first for further reference, um, Punk did talk to somebody about, you know, UFC and WWE because, you know... Punk is so big into UFC now, into WWE. Um, they asked if he would ever come back, and he goes, well, we do live in a world of never say never, but if I was to come back, it would be someone you wouldn't even know, like I, like, and like a ninja or something. Yeah, I think I saw part of that. It's like, you so know, he, he's, fuck you, dude. <laughs> he said he'd do like some small show dressed as a ninja so you wouldn't know it was CM Punk. So I'm gonna just, next time there's a, a show here, I'm going to dress as a ninja. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, they have the video package for Baron Corbin. Um, end of days for everyone who stands in his way. Okay, great. Uh, then backstage, uh, one of the... It's probably Tom Phillips or... Yeah, I guess. Catches up with Rusev. Uh, Rusev, because uh, he wants to ask him about Ryder's challenge, because Ryder challenged him for the U.S. title. And uh, Rusev says, uh, If Ryder can challenge me from afar, he can challenge me face to face, because I am Rusev! Machka, Machka, fucking Rusev! I put you in camel clutch, I break your back, I make you humble. Yeah. But uh, apparently they're going to fight on Raw. So, yeah. Uh, All Americans are cowards! 
And all Americans are losers. So anyway, go back to ringside. Becky Lynch is ready for a submission match. But Natalia runs up behind her through all the steam in her steampunk entrance and punches her right in the tit. Oh, oh. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Let's see, because that'll get me to watch SmackDown real quick. She cunt punched her. Ah. But yeah, she she beats the shit out of uh, like blah, Becky. Uh, then Natalia puts the sharpshooter on her. The refs come over there and like, hey, what are you doing? You can't do that, you fucking idiot. What are you crazy? <laughs> Jesus, have some sense, girl. What's wrong with you? So they break the hold. Uh, Natalia walks back up the ramp. Uh, commentary starts to hype Battleground. And then they start talking about New Day and the Wyatt family. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, they show a Michael Cole interview with Woods. Um, talking about the Wyatt family. Woods is just dead serious. He's like, I don't think the Wyatt family understands... Or the, or excuse me, I don't think New Day as a group, at my my two brothers, I love them, I love them like brothers, but they don't understand, they don't get it. The Wyatts are dangerous, and they want us to go to their compound. Are you crazy? Am I the only one who sees what's wrong with this? So, am I going to be there? Am I going to go with them? Yes, I will support my brothers, but do I think it's a good idea? No, I do not. I don't think we should do this, but I'm going to help them. And so I guess, I don't know if this will be a match or something. It'll, it'll be Final Deletion 2. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I hope that's not what WWE does. I, I <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope not either. I mean, there might be some filming out there, though. Uh, I, hopefully it won't be... Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to really film an area where the Wyatts are going to be at and, and and make you think that it's not... I mean, why wouldn't the cameraman be getting his ass beat, too? I mean, the, the, the Wyatt family doesn't seem like the kind of people that just be like, all right, bring your cameraman in so we can have a match. I think they would just be like, okay, we're going to beat up these guys, and if you come near us, we'll, care, we'll fucking kill you. So I don't know what's going to happen. Anyway... Enzo and Cass make their way out to the ring. Uh, and uh, Enzo says, My name is Enzo Amore! And I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud. And you can't teach that. This right here is Big Cass. And he's seven foot tall. And you can't teach that. Bada boom! Realest motherfuckers in the room. How you doing? They enter the ring. Uh, Cass starts to speak up. Uh, talks about sa uh, saving John Cena. He's like, look, we don't really like John Cena. This, this is a personal issue with the club. Because if they come out here and think they run the place and attack just anybody they want, like John Cena, what makes them... What, what's stopping them from attacking us? And we can't have none of that shit. Fuck that. 
We ain't having none of that, because I'm big cast, I'm seven feet tall, and you can go suck my dick. And uh, then the club comes out, and uh, oh, what did they say? We'll beat up John Cena. Yeah, well, they did say that. Uh, said, well, hey, guys, <laughs> you, it's me, AJ Styles, and you know what I just did? I just got back from beating up John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey guys, what have y'all been doing? Y'all been doing anything cool lately? Uh, well, yes, AJ, thank you for asking. I've been beating up John Cena lately, thank you. And, uh, uh, they say, well, since Cena's not here, uh, <laughs> I guess we get to beat up Enzo and Cass. <laughs> uh, then, then once we're done, we're gonna go home and and fuck some pigs and and eat some women, or is it the other way around? I don't know. I'm a redneck <laughs> from Georgia. <laughs> then we're gonna beat up John Cena. So tonight it's gonna be something. It's gonna be something. <laughs> Give me a shindig and a hootenanny. Uh, what was it? Okay, they were talking to both of them. AJ's like, hey, you know what? I can beat your ass, and I'm going to do it right now. And and then Cass is like, well, just try it, motherfucker. And, uh, and then AJ says, uh, I wasn't talking to you, you enormous fucking seven-foot fucking ass. Apple-faced, dough mother... Fuck you. Look, I was talking to Enzo. I was talking to Enzo, man. I want to fight Enzo. And, uh... Because he's a short little bitch like me. And, uh... <laughs> so Enzo speaks up. Enzo says, Yo, Eskimo so ain't sweating you, buddy. You're the club. Because you know what? I'm fucking Enzo Murray. And I'm too sweet. But you need to be the original or something other remix. Blah, blah, blah. Listen to my fucking gift of gab. I am fucking from New York or New Jersey or someplace in that general direction. Fuck you. I'll fight you, AJ Styles. I'll whoop your ass with my enormous, crazy, super saiyan hair that kind of looks like a bird or something. <laughs> it looks like a dead dog. And then Cass says... And with that, there's only one word to describe you, and I'm going to spell it out for you. C-U-N-T, cunt! <laughs> AJ gets ready for the match. Then we have AJ Styles versus Enzo Amore. Um, this was actually kind of cool, because Enzo was a better wrestler than I think people give him credit for. But AJ thinks he could just beat the shit out of him. So he's just doing moves and he's just kind of laughing and jogging around like, I'm a fucking redneck! And, uh... <laughs> Black Lives Matter! AJ, yeah, he's just, he's beating up Enzo. Enzo gets in some moves, uh, it's back and forth, and then, uh, there's some kind of fight outside the ring with the club and Cass. And, uh, it basically distracts Enzo, so AJ gets the Styles Clash on Enzo, 
beats him. Backstage. Uh, oh, yeah, I should have mentioned at the beginning. Jericho is looking for a blue scarf. He, that was said at the very beginning of the show. He doesn't know where it is. He's pissed. Um, so he walks up to Kevin Owens. And Owens is wearing his blue scarf. And, uh, and, and he's like, hey, 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 Kevin, what the fuck? That's my blue scarf. What, uh, what the fuck, eh? And, uh, you stupid idiot. And Kevin Owens says, oh, yeah, this is a really nice scarf, man. I just, uh, you know, I just, I, I thought I'd get one for my wife. I just wanted to try it on, see how it was, and. And uh, Jericho looks at it. There's a stain on it. And uh, he tells Owens, Okay, look, you're going to pay to get this cleaned. Because this is a $750 scarf. So it looks like it's worth like $4, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I don't care. You give, me, you give me money right now to get this cleaned. So Kevin Owens pulls out change out of his pocket and just kind of drops it into his hand lets it fall over the floor he's like you know what fuck you I need one more quarter and and he goes into his other hand or his other pocket he pulls out a Jolly Rancher he's like this is all I have it's a Jolly Rancher and he just puts it in his hand enjoy that Jolly Rancher Jericho and he walks off <laughs> and Jericho's like stupid idiot and Ellen says I heard that Jericho says you were supposed to Dick. <laughs> How those two are on a tag team, I'll never know. Well, they kind of were for a while. Yeah, and then the, they stopped. And I don't know what they're doing with Owens because they're like, he was being funny and like berating a heel. So face turn in the future, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Because once the brand split happens and this whole... Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn thing ends. I don't know. Maybe they couldn't make him a face. Uh, anyway, The Miz is making his way to the ring. They show footage from the food fight and how Miz got his shit absolutely fucked in the food fight. And he's pissed. And for some reason, he needs to fight Kalisto. I don't know. Maybe Kalisto was the one that shot mustard all over his wife. I don't remember. He shot something on his wife. Uh, Miz versus Kalisto. Uh, I think Miz wins this. Yeah, winner Winner was Miz. Uh, I think he won clean. Yeah, he won with the skull-crushing finale. So, sorry, Kalisto. Your time is up. My time is now. Uh... Miz is celebrating on the ramp. Uh, we go to another life lesson with Coach Backlund. And, uh... Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've seen this one yet, but, uh... He's like, Mr. Darren Young! What is your finishing maneuver? And I don't remember the name of it. He says, oh man, you gotta see it, Coach Backlund. It's great. He says, but what about your submission finisher? Oh man, I'm sorry, Coach. I I don't have a submission. And and Backlund goes, "You have to make your problems submit to your will. Don't be a chicken. Be a master of the cross face chicken wing." 
and uh, he's like, Coach, are you giving me your signature submission maneuver? He says, Yes! And remember, it belongs to everybody who wants to fight for what they believe in. And I believe in Darren Young. We're going to make Darren Young great again. I hope they do oh. something with this, like, soon. Yeah? Didn't they cut to something that wasn't filmed live? It was added to the recording of SmackDown. It's Booker T and Corey Graves. Um... Uh, Booker T says, All right, y'all. You know what I'm here to say. We know what's going on. You know who Brock Lesnar's opponent's gonna be. It's gonna be Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see the Viper get up in there and whoop that big old white gorilla's ass. Core Graves is like, <laughs> I've got tattoos. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much all he said. I don't remember anything. <laughs> Uh, they go back to the ring, and uh, Sami Zayn is making his way to the ring, and uh, Kevin Owens makes his way out to join on commentary. And, uh, oh yeah, there's a uh, Golden Truth promo where they promote the Sonic Boombox, which, which is like, uh, R-Truth put his Sonic food on top of a ladder, and he's like, yeah man, look at this, like... I'm afraid of ladders and shit, so I put this up there so that I can conquer my fear by climbing this ladder. So I can win, I can win money in the bank, I can win the ladder match. And Goldust is like, oh, what is wrong with you? It's not even, it's, it's already over. There is no money in the bank match. He's like, oh man, dude, that sucks. I, I just, that's my bad, my bad. That's on me. That's on me. But hey, could you get me my food down from that ladder? He's like, fine, here it is. But you gotta save me a tot. So then we go back to the main event, which is Chris Jericho versus Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens on commentary. And it's mostly just Kevin Owens talking shit about um, people on commentary, which is I believe Byron. No, Byron's on Raw, is he? No, Byron's. Yeah, he is. He's talking shit to somebody. It's not JBL or Cole. King's there, but King's a heel now, so he agrees with. With, I don't remember who he's making fun of. Who the fuck is the SmackDown announced? Oh yeah, it's Mar. It's Mar. Blah. Mauro Ronaldo. Uh, King, and I think there was a third person? That doesn't matter. Anyway, um, it was funny, but Sami Zayn won the match. Um, Kevin Owens tried to keep messing with him. He's like, hey, why don't you come and attack me or something, you redheaded douche, whatever. And Sami Zayn throws Jericho into Kevin Owens, gets up, throws him back in the ring. Uh, I think he does like a super something. or a, It wasn't the normal, it wasn't the Haluva kick. Beats him with something that was not that. Uh, okay, yeah. Jericho went for the walls of Jericho. Zane reversed it into a cover for the win. And Jericho gets pissed. He does a co-breaker to Zane. Jericho stands up over Zane. And then Owens takes advantage of the situation. Goes in, beats up Zane. Then he does the pop-up powerbomb. And then uh, 
he stands over Zane, taunts him, and that's how the show ends. Zane is back. Alright, well, I believe that's going to do it for this week's episode of Beyond the Map, the Trap, I think is in what, two weeks? I don't remember. Yeah, well, it's the... No, I think it's next week, actually. Let me go through my calendar here real quick. Yeah, it's next Tuesday. On the live Smackdown, right? Yes, on the live Smackdown will be the, the draft, so everyone, uh, I would say, enjoy the... No, you still got one more Raw to enjoy before the, the draft. Two Raws to enjoy before the draft, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I wonder who's going. I wonder how they fuck up this roster. Which brand are Brock and Undertaker <laughs> drafted to? Honestly, I don't think they're drafted. What about Triple H? Maybe The Rock, since he's an on-and-off superstar. Nah, they're on... Fuck it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It'll Again, it'll be interesting to see once we finally figure out what this draft is going to do. But that's going to do it all for this week's episode of Beyond. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share. You can catch us at the Scyther Podcast Facebook page. Enjoy that. There's a huge rant of what I think about Final Deletion. And if you saw Final Deletion, you feel my pain. Because it looks like that WWE's going to do the same thing with the New Day and the Wyatts. Enjoy yourselves out there. Remember, black lives matter. All lives matter. Lives matter. Stop being fucking assholes. We'll see you next time.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.